Hi there and welcome to another episode of the Audio Dev Hangout and with me today I have Linda McDonald who is a UI slash UX designer. Hi Linda, how are you doing? I'm great, how are you? Yeah, very, very well. I was just talking a minute before we started recording about the fact that the, the, the rain is lashing down outside my window here. <laughs> Uh, we're in the middle of some storm, some meteorological storm. It does have a name. So if uh, anybody can hear that in the background, I apologise, but uh, hopefully you can't. Linda, could you just, just tell us a little bit about, um, just a bit about your background, where you come from, what you do, and what you do in the, in the game industry, please, just to kick, to kick us off. Sure. Um, so uh, most of the time when people ask me this question, they want to know what kind of qualifications do you have, because they want to know how to get the job. Yep. So I usually start there. I did um, an honors degree and an honors bachelor degree in visual communication, which is basically a fancy way of saying graphic design. Um, I did my undergraduate or my thesis for that degree um, on UI for games. And that was kind of the first thing I did that was kind of UI related properly. Like I, I was very interested in my, in my degree, but I never really had a project where I could do anything related. So I ended up doing the thesis about that and I think I did a we, we in Ireland we call them like a pre-thesis so it's like a miniature version of your thesis mm -hmm. and that was also related to UI design um when I finished that I kind of knew I wanted to do UI in games but there wasn't really any jobs in Ireland um a lot of the studios had actually left because I think the tax regulations had changed or something like that so I kind of graduated and I was like oh all the companies are gone <laughs> great <laughs> so I, I went into um like advertising and marketing, um, which at the time I thought was awful because I was like, I want to do games. But, um, you know, actually looking back on it, it's been really great because I have a, so much experience in marketing. And that's something that a lot of people don't have in the games like industry, especially indies. So it's, it's been really great. Um, eventually, I left Ireland and I came to Malta because I wanted to do the master's degree here in game design, which is like really highly regarded in the industry. And I ended up getting a job as a UI designer. Up until then, I'd been really working full-time in marketing in Ireland. And then in the evenings and weekends, I was freelancing doing UI for games. So it was never like, it never felt like it was my career until I, I came to Malta and I had like my first full-time UI job. So you, you're working in a physical studio in Malta? I was for, I think, a year and a half. Yeah. And then, um, so like the interesting thing about UI and UX in the games industry is that there's... A lot of jobs and there's not enough people right. and i kind of realized yeah yeah it's it's one of the only careers in the industry where it's just there's just not enough people wow and i kind of realized like if i freelance i'll probably make a lot more money than okay. if i'm in a job because yeah, there's so yeah. many people who need a ui designer so i decided to leave my job and i started freelancing and i've been doing that since 2019 Wow. And that's obviously working out. You are, you are finding much more work. Yeah. I, I love being a, a freelancer. There's like a lot of work for UI and UX at the moment. Yes. I think it's wow. very difficult if you're doing audio or something like that. Like I, I know from talking to people that it is very hard to get freelance work in the games industry for a lot of the other jobs. So I've just been really lucky in that regard. You yeah, know? no, I was really surprised when you said that there was a shortage of, of UI designers. I was assuming that it was as competitive as certainly the audio side is definitely really competitive yeah. and the arts. I think the standards are still very high, you know, yeah. like so even though there's not a lot of people who are doing it, like you're still kind of expected to be at a certain level to yeah. get those yeah, 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 yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah. And how, how do you go about finding work then? Because uh, you maybe do that in a very different way to how I would do it as a composer or an audio person. Um, 
Well, of course, you need a portfolio. Um, I do post my work on like Dribbble and Behance and places like that and ArtStation. I've had people reach out to me through there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways I had the most success was actually just posting my work on LinkedIn and okay. just being like, hey, check out my work. And, you know, like people from studios, recruiters, even indie devs would, would see it with the hashtags and stuff. And they would, uh, well, that's they, they would approach me. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's because they're out there looking for... I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah, my understanding is that very few studio leads or 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 game devs are actually actively looking for, say, composers, which is what I know most about. It's more it's more a case of well, you know, as soon as you get wind of a a game or a a studio that might need a composer, then they're they're just completely swamped by people sending stuff. (laughs) So I don't I don't think it works that way around this side of the industry. So it's actually quite what's it been lovely? You just put your portfolio up and somebody phones you up and says, Yeah, that's it. No, that's yeah. I mean, I didn't have amazing traction in the beginning. It was like I think when I had a portfolio with like actual links to Steam games, then it started to get more kind of serious. And it is serious. I mean, if you, I'll ask you for your like where people can find you. But your your website is like serious. You've got a seriously professional website, for example. Your, oh, your thank portfolio, you. Your portfolio, portfolio is just completely top notch. I'm sorry, I was slightly belittling what you said. I didn't mean to at all, um, <laughs> because you know what you have online is is absolutely pucker, isn't it? It's absolutely beautiful. And of course, thank you. you have to have that 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 that, that level of competence. I can see that to attract to attract the people that you are doing. So what what forgive my ignorance what's the difference i have a vague idea between a, a ui and a ux designer a slash ux what's the difference between ui and ux um so first of all sometimes they are the same person like for me a lot of time it's just me sometimes it's two separate roles mm-hmm. so depending on the size of the company they can be different mm-hmm. ui is essentially how it looks so it's yep. the art yeah and then ux is how it works so it's the functionality i always try to explain it to people like you're drawing out the blueprints for the game so mm-hmm. literally drawing out all the screens and how do they interact with one another if you press this button where is it going to take you if you're using a controller and mapping out the controls like literally drawing a controller and mapping out all the controls wow. and making sure that everything works so yes. it's it's kind of almost getting into game design sometimes because yes. you have to figure out how a feature is going to work so you're usually working with it game designer well you know you're deciding on those well that's awesome so do you have you must have some sense of how the player's mind will work or you must be thinking about that and you might say so you've got to make a certain thing obvious or something instinctive you must have a sort of sense of you know how of what the thought process is as the the player is looking at what you are designing if that makes sense Yeah. yeah 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 for me i've kind of just developed uh i suppose just experience over the years of designing stuff and seeing what works and what doesn't and you start to see these patterns cropping up that don't work and ones that do and so then you can kind of rely on those as like a standard like okay i know this works and obviously we do have standards in the games industry like if you're using a controller you know the right trigger is is fire you know what i mean so there is some standards that we can go from yes, that yes. you shouldn't deviate from which yes. is really like helpful wow so what doesn't work so what so i mean i've played several games where 
I, the, the type of game I really, really hate is the one where you have to work out what on earth to do. I don't mind a bit of puzzling. I don't mind a bit of thinking. But a game where you hit a bit of a wall and you think, well, actually, yeah. I really do not know what to do. And you're just like literally pressing around, looking for something to, to a gateway to something or something that re, to interact with. And you just can't do it. It's not obvious. I'm assuming, I, well, my natural assumption is that it's me. And I'm just, I'm not a massively experienced gamer. I don't have like 40 years of experience of gaming like some people have. I assume it's me just not knowing the sort of vernacular, if that makes sense. And certainly when I started gaming, that was the case. Because when I started playing games, only two or three years ago, bizarrely enough, I didn't know that the right button was fire, for example. Yeah. And that sounds bizarre. And I realized at that point, I didn't understand the vernacular. I didn't understand the, 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 the like driving a car. I didn't understand that the accelerator was, the, was go and the brake was in the middle, for example. You know, I didn't know yeah. that, that. But how much of that is bad design when you can't do that? But presumably it is. There must be a sort of, yeah, if you, if you do get yeah. it and you know vaguely what you're doing, it's just sort of bad bad user experience isn't it it's bad user experience design it's a very tricky question to answer right because it's really dependent on your target market so yeah. if you know that you're targeting people who play the type of game that you're making a lot you're going to assume that there's like a vernacular as you said in place yeah. so they kind of are used to certain things yeah. and i think that's good practice if you know if you're making in a certain genre and you yeah. see that there's similar ux then you know use that language that they're going to understand mm -hmm. Sometimes, especially with new features that are just really new and that we, we haven't seen them in a game before, I think people will say, oh, it's bad UX or whatever, but it's really hard to design for something that like this is the first instance of. Yes. And I see that that's usually when I see bad UX, it's pretty rare that you see bad UX in games that have, you know, like kind of a language to draw from that already exists in the genre. Yes. Sometimes you do see games that kind of mess up. I'm trying to think off the top of my head and I can't think of an example. <laughs> But like, I'm sure that there is games that have, and usually that's when we see complaints as well. It's like, oh, the, the, the controller buttons are so weird for this game, I don't like it. Like that's a big one. You know, when people deviate, when a developer deviates from yeah. like what we expect, yeah. it's very yeah. jarring. Yeah, yeah. So if you're you're asked to do the the, the UX for a game, you're, you're a freelancer. So presumably you work on a number of different projects at a time, or, you know, you've got a fair old flow of things going on. I. I, I can sort of liken it in a way to another part of my working life, which I, I write music for music libraries. So that's used on like TV shows and film and stuff like that. And I get briefs from the music libraries and, and sometimes I have to write in an orchestral style, style, sometimes I have to write comedy, sometimes it has to be tension, sometimes it has to be, you know, and I have a bit of a sort of internal memory of what that should sound like I know what the conventions are I probably couldn't tell you in words but I know what those things sound like if that makes sense mm. do, you, do you have the same thing for different genres of games then or do you for each genre or type of game you get to have to do, go back and sort of look over previous games and look at how they work or do you just have, naturally have a bank of sort of things in your mind that you can work from I think that's a good question and like I feel like every UI designer kind of has their own way of starting a project. For me, I always do research simply because yeah. things change so quickly. You might feel like you know a genre, but if you haven't played it in a couple of years, a lot of stuff might have changed. You know, maybe the visuals that people are expecting are a little bit more polished, or maybe they're in a specific style. So for me, even if it's something I feel like I'm really familiar with, I will go do a ton of research. Yeah. And also like with the developers, sometimes when they come to me, they already have an idea of what kind of style they want. So you also need to 
fit that into the, you know, the brief somewhere. Yep. If they know that they want specific colors or a specific like visual style, you have to make everybody happy, you know? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. How else do you find time to do that? I mean, how do you find time to actually play? That <laughs> 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 this is the big problem. Like I don't have as much time to play games. No, no, because they take so long. It's, it's a very pleasurable thing to do, but it does take such a long time, particularly if you're doing it from a research point of view, because you'd have to do several different games in the same sort of wheelhouse, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sometimes I kind of cheat and I'll watch playthroughs on YouTube, which is really handy, because yeah. then I can see how, not just how it works, but I can see how the player is approaching yeah. it as well. So I can kind of analyze their UX while I'm watching, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you do you watch? Do you as part of would you would you watch different play, different people as part of your work? Possibly different people play the same thing, and see how they interact with things differently. Or do do you actually do that as part of your testing, for example? So ideally, we would do that. Um, for a lot of smaller studios, obviously they're not doing that yeah. all the time because it's yeah. very expensive. Yeah. Um, usually with indies, I usually mainly work with indies and kind of smaller studios. So usually yeah. it's, um, you know, if they have a discord or something where they have people, yeah. they're getting them to test it. So it's not like professional testers. Oh. But yeah, I mean, like the best way that you can analyze your UX is to get a video of someone playing and seeing where they're kind of hesitating and yes. where they're like, they don't know what to do. Yes. That's like by far the best feedback that you can get. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine that. And, and also really gratifying when you realize that you've got something right and the, and the players yeah. led in the direction that you wanted them to go in or expected them to go in. That must be really cool. Oh yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, what was I was going to ask you now, I had a question on the tip of my tongue. There was something to do, was it something to do with, um, oh, um, I was going to ask you, so you, you talk about, you, you do, do you, do, how do you actually design then? Do you, do you don't, you don't get involved in the nitty gritty of coding and stuff like that, I'm assuming. Are you, do you purely work on a, in a visual way when you're it's doing It's purely it? visual. I, I've never what? coded professionally. Okay, and what what medium then? So, do you literally pen and paper for a start, or do you what do you use? There's been times where if I'm doing like a complex UX, it's easier just to sketch it out really fast and then do like the proper thing on the computer. Right. Um, but like what we start with first of all is the GED, which is the game design document. So yeah. that is the starting point, and I might have to even just have a ton of meetings with the game designer because he might have kind of sketches of what he thinks the UX is going to be like, but then I'm like, we can't do that. So we got to have like these conversations. Yes. Yes. But in the beginning, there's usually a lot of kind of rough sketches, just trying to figure everything out. Mm -hmm. And I think nowadays it's, for me, it's actually more so sketching in Photoshop because everything's remote. So it's like, I'm sending it to someone, you know, in a, in a conversation. Yes. Um, usually I start basically kind of just make the, with each round make it higher and higher fidelity you know so you're starting to put in the shapes of maybe what the buttons might look like and things yeah. like that yeah. and then when you get to the final stage it's very easy to kind of just overlay it with the art wow and there must be a whole a whole raft of things to think about in terms of what shape and color the buttons are that have to fit the mood of what's going on in the game and yeah fonts that you use and all of that sort of thing i assume yeah color is a big part of ux as well because like yeah. you know red is like bad and green is good and stuff like that so you're you know we need to use that yeah correctly when we're designing to draw the eye and make sure that things are clear wow that's amazing so just go go back a little bit so so you you're doing this now and you realized when you were at uni basically that you wanted to do 
UX designer yeah. for games. Were you before that, before you did your degree? Your sorry, you said you you do a graphic design degree. You said something much nicer, visual communication, was it's it? Visual communication, yeah. It's just a fancy way of saying graphic design. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before you started doing your visual communication degree, did you you didn't at that point realize that you wanted to work in games? Yeah, so I finished school kind of early in Ireland. You have like an optional year. It's yeah. I'm saying optional, I'm doing air quotes because you're supposed to do it, but you don't like legally have to. And I was like, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to yeah. do this. Okay. So I finished school like a year early and I didn't really know. I wanted to do something in video games with art, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I did an art course in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's like in it's like a precursor to uni. So it's like a year that you do and then it kind of prepares your portfolio and stuff. And, you know, it's just gets you ready for college, basically. And it was in that course that one of my lecturers said to me, I think you should do graphic design. And that kind of set me on the path then of like, you know, eventually, I think a couple of years later, I started getting into like looking at user interfaces. And because I like games, like, and I wanted to work in games, it just kind of clicked. But I feel like if I didn't have that moment in that course where the lecture was yeah. like, you should do graphic design and not because I was doing fine art and it was all painting and stuff. And I had never really considered doing graphic design because they are so different. Yeah. Are they? I, do you know, I was going to say, because you said, oh, fine art. Yes, I can see that. Are, are they really, really that different? I mean, it's obviously a different medium and uh, you're using completely different tools, I suppose. But is it is it very different in its terms of creating? Well, graphic design has an intention, right? It's to sell or to communicate. Like if you're making a yeah. poster, it's not for art's sake. It's yes. It's got a specific purpose. Yeah. So I feel like the process is very, very different. Yes, whereas fine art is much less definite and absolute, isn't it? Yeah. There's much less of a uh, definite sort of target finished thing isn't it yeah it's open to it's open to uh, interpretation rather than when it's fine art as well it's on you like you can decide how it's gonna be made how it's gonna look and stuff like that but with graphic design most of the time you've got a client there telling you what they want so it's very different yeah yes yeah and actually that's the i think for a lot of um creatives the the whole communication thing it's exactly the same in, in, in music the whole communication thing with with another person who you're creating the music for is, is a whole different ball game it's as important as your as your creative skills I think being able to listen yeah. properly and and communicate do you do you find that as well because I think musically wise it's really hard because I think a lot of people who are air quotes again non-musical because I don't believe that anybody's non-musical but people that don't have say technical music vocabulary for want of a better expression sometimes find it difficult to say exactly what they they want musically do you find the same in what you're doing oh I find the exact same thing like they kind of have an idea but they don't know how to communicate it with me and so I I have like kind of some questions that I'll ask them like what kind of games do you like Mm -hmm. um what kind of like UI colors do you like because you know like most people are making games they love games and so they'll be able to tell you about games that they like and so then I usually after a conversation with them I can kind of get a sense of what their taste is because they're the client at the end of the day I obviously want to make something that players will like but I have to make them happy too. So I always try to figure out what is their taste? What kind of games do they like? What kind of art style are they kind of drawn to? And then I kind of try to go from there because most of the time when they're communicating an idea, it's based off of those likes. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And where, So in terms of the process of, uh, of the whole game creation, where do you get involved from a very early stage then? Because you're talking about fairly conceptual things at the moment. Are you involved literally sort of at the beginning and right the way through to the end? Because again, 
my experience, music, yeah, we are involved at the beginning, but it doesn't really generally get put into the game and the nitty gritty done until the latter part of it, I think, generally speaking. Are you more involved th throughout? How, do, how does it work in terms of that process? So it depends, right? Because sometimes I'm hired just to do UI, which can yeah. be done at the end because they already have the UX in place. Like somebody, maybe yes. the game designer did it. Maybe they had an actual UX designer come in and do it. And then I just come in at the end and do the UI pretty actually late towards the end of the game. Sometimes if it's just somebody hiring me to do that, they usually do it like really close to the end. But sometimes, and more recently I've been still freelance, but more integrated with teams. So I'm working on maybe more than one game with them or a pretty long game. Like I've been working on a game with a team for the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm involved then from the beginning, obviously, like, so I'm seeing the game design document being written and discussed and stuff like that. And yeah. it's a lot better. I think the product that I produce at the end, like in terms of UX and UI is a lot better if I'm involved earlier. Yeah, because you, you get more and more sort of sucked into the environment and the whole yeah. feeling of the game, don't you, I imagine? Yeah, yeah, no, that does make perfect sense. Awesome. So is that, so if anybody wants to do what you do can you do a degree specifically in what you do then or or is it or, or is it not a sort of discrete degree subject at the moment so this is like a really hot topic i think because there is no specific route to getting really? this job wow. and i i actually spoke with um one of the art directors here in malta of one of the bigger studios we had a call a while ago and we were discussing this exact topic yeah. it was him and I think one of the lead artists and basically they were saying that they are trying to get like a course like this created here in Malta because obviously they know that there is a need for people to do this job but there's no direct training route so it's like you know it's difficult um most of the time and like when I was talking with them they were saying that they prefer people who have a graphic design background and I see that a lot as well. I see that people who have a graphic design background, they tend to kind of take to the skill set better because it is based in graphic design. But I don't think it's necessary. I just think it makes it easier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. That that, that does make that does make sense. So you're uh, you you do other um, other graphic design still though. You're heavily involved in in music. I think if I'm right. So you do album design, and do you not do like sort of advertising design stuff like that for? For game companies as well still so sort of more more pure graphic design is that right um i do i in the last year i've been very busy with game stuff which is great so okay. i haven't been doing as much album art stuff um i do love doing album art though i i do the marketing with game studios as you said as well because i have this experience with marketing a lot of times they'll hire me to do ui and then also they maybe need a logo and the marketing materials yep. so like i said even though at the time i felt like it was the worst thing ever that i had to go into marketing it's it's really helped um i can't remember what i was going to say now <laughs> <laughs> did you the albums that you haven't done any album design recently either that sort of got pushed slightly to the wayside has it yeah, I think as well coming to Malta, like obviously I had to start afresh. I didn't know anybody. And yes. like when I was doing the album art stuff in Ireland, it was people that I kind of knew because that's how that stuff gets done. You know, it's like, I oh, I know an artist. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I do. You say, so, yeah, no, I can imagine that being really cool, actually, to, to just like sort of work with an artist. Though actually who... I, album design stuff you automatically or I automatically think which is maybe my age of a bit of a big like vinyl LP which I've got somewhere down here but, but actually you're, you're again you're doing stuff online I was going to say who needs album art but you, of course all the stuff that goes on Spotify things for podcasts I've got album art for the 
podcast you yeah. know it's, it's like an ongoing endless cycle of stuff that's needed for that i mean how do you get people to click on your spotify single yeah, well, exactly. it's, it's the yeah. visuals it, it is yeah it's got it's got to look good hasn't it and, uh, and uh, you know that sort of whole thing about graphic design and logos and things like that people go through reams and reams of things and it's just what catches their eye or communicates to them mm -hmm. i suppose isn't it that makes a difference between a good graphic design and something that's not a good graphic design i guess yeah yeah Awesome, that's been really amazing. I, I had no idea. I, I have to say, I knew very, very little about UI. And I think I, I didn't know, I assumed that the whole sort of user experience was was amalgamated into the whole game design. And I, I, I didn't know that, that there were, that, you know, it was great to have somebody who was an absolute specialist in that for games. Um, so it's been really, really interesting to find that out. How many, how many indie, I suppose it depends on the size of the studio. So how many how many studios use a specific discrete designer like yourself and how many do it sort of in-house and it's conglomerated into the general design and general melee of sort of making a game, do you think? Um, I think most of the time they, like nearly everyone that I've ever worked with or anyone I know that maybe I haven't worked with but they work in another studio or something, they generally use somebody who is specialized in UI. Mm -hmm. because um, it's not the same as creating 2D art for a game. Right. Um, you need to think about how it's going to be implemented. So it might be sliced in a way that makes sense with the programming. Mm -hmm. So there's some kind of, you need to have some kind of knowledge of the engine and the tech, and you'd have to like integrate a lot with the programmers who are implementing, if you're not implementing yourself. Um, even if you don't implement yourself, you'd still be expected to understand how it works so that you could make the assets for that. Yeah. And I feel like this is, I had a conversation recently with someone. I feel like this is part of the reason why there's not enough people doing this job in the industry because it's not pure tech and it's not pure art. It's kind of in between. Because I've met artists who are like, oh, I want to do UI design. It's really cool. But then they realize they have to do all the like technical stuff. They don't like it, mm -hmm. which I can understand because they just want to make cool art. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like, you know, kind of an interesting role in that sense because you're basically doing visual problem solving all the time because you're trying right. to design UI that looks good but integrates well with the engine yeah, yeah. and sometimes that can be difficult yeah. I like that I like the problem solving aspect of it but I feel like that's also off-putting to some people yeah I can imagine it's a sort of different side of the brain or a different way of thinking is it so what 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 technical stuff do you know do you do you do you have to know code or do you just have to know how the engine works or do you have some sort of middleware integration type thing? How does it work? I don't think you know, need to know how to code. I don't, I'm not a great coder. I have learned over the years because I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, obviously in my free time as a hobby of kind of learning, I think it made me better at, you know, even just talking with the programmers because I kind of know a little bit more about what they're talking about. Yes. Um, but I think you really just need to know more so about how everything actually is slotted into place in the engine in terms of UI mm -hmm. and how it's connected to like what triggers it how does the buttons work in your engine you know yes, things yes. like that yeah yeah and have you taught yourself that then have you just sort of got dived into unity and just sort of for example and and just worked it out from youtube videos or you just picked it up along along the way um, no, I think I first learned when I was doing a game jam with one of my friends, because at that stage I hadn't really learned, I was still kind of early, I think, in my kind of journey, and I just uh, I, I just implemented in a game jam, mm -hmm. to just kind of learn, and I, I feel like after that then it was just so much easier for me to 
make stuff because I knew immediately how it was going to be used. Yes, yeah. And actually, I don't, I don't personally think that whole technical thing to a certain level is, is, is as daunting and as difficult as it looks if you don't know anything, if that makes sense. Because I only have a very, a very superficial knowledge of what we're talking about. But, but I've done a little bit of coding and I've done some implementation myself into, in, just into Unity. And do I enjoy it? I suppose I do to a certain extent because I quite like the logic of it because it's either right or wrong and music's mm -hmm. not. <laughs> is, yeah. is it done? I don't know. Is it finished? I don't know. Is this right? I don't know. But either it works or it doesn't when you do a line of code. You know what I mean? I quite like that absoluteness about it. But even with the really, really simple, simplistic things that I've done, I can, even though I don't fully understand it, I can sort of get a sense of how it all fits together and what it is. And actually, once you just sort of get stuck into it and do a bit of it, it's not as daunting and as quite as scary as you think it's going to be. He said, from a very simplistic level, <laughs> I, you know, there's no way I can do anything complicated or code a game or you know i can do some basic moving things in unity and stuff like that but 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 you know just having that little bit of insider knowledge it gives you a great deal of confidence that you sort of know very very vaguely and i think i think for creatives it's a bit of a barrier and something that actually yeah. is quite as frightening as as you probably think it is really and there's so much stuff on youtube and so many courses about this and most of it's most of that well the game engine you can download for free both unity and unreal and What's the other one? Godot. I think I've done a little Godot. Godot, Godot isn't it? Yes, I've used. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> and there's just so there's so much information, really basic stuff about how to do it online. That's actually I I personally found it a relatively easy process for the. I think you're right that it's not like as daunting when you get into it. I suppose no. the experience I've had is that artists I know who maybe even already work in the industry. They just don't enjoy having to think about all that stuff. They're yeah. like, I just want to make art. I just want to make concept art or characters yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they don't want to think too much about it, which yeah. I understand. Or they just don't, they don't have like that drive to problem solve. Yes. Yes, I suppose. Maybe that is it. That Maybe that's the sort of, uh, as yeah, maybe that's a really important thing to have as a, as in whatever, in whatever, um, discipline you are in a game team is to have that that drive to problem solve and also that thirst for knowledge to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it because I think actually for me that was what it was it's like okay well I know what what I want this to do but why do I have to make it loop why do I have to do this how does it fit in and how is it triggered I wanted to know so that I had a bit of an understanding and I wasn't just like chucking stuff into the dark and actually I think you're right I think that's a I think yeah, I, I think it's a really important thing for a, yeah. one of us team to have if you're working on a game. Team. <laughs> I'm not saying that artists don't have that, but no, I'm I, just I, saying I that they don't want, yeah, they don't want to get into like the tech side of stuff, which I understand. Mm. But I think what you said is great because I kind of noticed that the people who are pretty good at game dev and the people who are really amazing at game dev are the second type of person is like those people who just want to know why am I doing it this way? How yeah. do, why does it work like this? Exactly. Like because it is pretty much you're just doing problem solving yeah. in almost every area. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's brilliant. Okay, let's do a few quick fire questions. Uh, I have some cards here. Give me a number from one and from one and ten, Linda. Six. Six. Okay. Oh, okay. If you were me, what question would you ask you that I haven't asked you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you can't pass, by the way, if you can't think of anything. 
I can't think of anything, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've pretty much covered all of the stuff that people generally ask me that I think would be useful to somebody who's maybe interested in learning about UI and UX. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, any questions? The side that, is that so if I, I've covered all the questions that I should ask, what shouldn't I ask about what you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people like want to know why why don't you implement? Like, I think that's like the because I know how to implement, but I don't, and this is something that I get asked all the time. And usually, it's just because there's a lack of time. You know, like if you have one UI designer you don't also want them doing a second job because they're already difficult to get, yes, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And usually on bigger projects as well, there's like a lot of, because, you know, big games have tons of UI assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that does make, makes perfect sense. Okay, let's do another one. So you just had six. So anything apart from six? Four. 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 Do you have a favorite game soundtrack or what are you listening to at the moment? Oh, I have to say Persona 5. Oh. I, lo I love the music for Persona 5. Excellent. Why? It's just like, I don't know, it's it's very like, it's it, it's very catchy, but it's also quite like different, you know, like they've got all these different kind of almost genres of music within the game. Mm -hmm. And I like that, like depending on what area of the game you're in, it's it's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it fits the heart. I haven't actually done it with the. I, I know what I listened to the soundtrack. I haven't played the game though, but it fit, it's obviously fits the game really amazingly. By the yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and finally one more, just one final one. 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 I think that's my favorite one. Oh yes, my favorite card. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had an extra hour in the day, every day, just for yourself and nothing else, what would you do? Um, I would definitely be learning programming because that's what I'm spending a lot of my free time doing. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know that's a very nerdy answer, but that's the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> that realizes is good. You wouldn't be like sitting in the spa or like watching the telly or, you know, <laughs> no. I oh, no, I don't like, I'm not that type of person. Like, I, oh, I need to be just like doing something, you know, I like, I can't, I, I even find it difficult to sit down and watch a movie because I'll have like an idea and I'm like, oh, I got to go draw it or I got to make it in Photoshop or whatever. So like, I, I definitely would be doing something with that hour. Oh, that's, that's that's awesome yeah doing something and learning something i think that's that's a really really good way of using it out of educating yourself and getting a new skill if you knew that you had that time would be it would be really awesome yeah you could be a good, come amazing come amazingly good at whatever you chose to do over time in that dedicated hour definitely yeah an hour is a lot like if, if you had an extra hour every day you could mm -hmm. get good pretty quickly yeah, you could, if it was totally uninterrupted and you knew you had it every single day yeah, you could make, you could do wonderful things. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. It's been really, really interesting. Could you uh, just let me know where people can find you online? Um, so you can check out my portfolio if you want to contact me. Uh, it's www.lindamcdonalds.com. Yep. With a Y. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> I'll put that, I will put that underneath in the description. So thank you. And um, you um, also your Instagram account, if I, I'll put that underneath, if that's okay. Yeah, I have two Instagram accounts. So one okay. of them is my general graphic design one, which is the one that you saw. And then I have another one that's just all game dev stuff that I do in my free time. So the programming stuff and like art that I make, not for clients, because obviously with NDAs and stuff, I can't show that. But so I have both of those accounts. I can, we can link them, I guess. I will do that. I will find both of those and do that. Two Instagram accounts, I'm just writing that down. 
Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And so it's some really, really interesting stuff in there. I've learned an awful lot in the last half hour. And it's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. And it's been great. I love talking about UI anyway. Yeah, so. obviously. <laughs> it's such a enthusiasm. <laughs> Thanks so much. <everybody. laughs> Bye-bye.